Hey, rock stars, I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them. We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset, where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to BBB. I am JB. I'm the doctor. Good to see you all tonight. As always, if you haven't joined us before, first of all, welcome to Better Business Brewing with JB and the doctor. This is an opportunity for us to answer questions live, to answer questions and challenges from people that we work with within the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab, our private community. It's also a chance for us to have a drink and sit back and relax a little bit with all of you. So if you happen to catch us live, whether it's on LinkedIn, on our Facebook business page, or within our private Facebook community, good to see you. And if you're returning again, thanks for joining us once more. What he said. <laughs> I'm ready for the relaxed part. I don't know about anything else, but I'm ready for that relaxed part. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. It's uh, It's been a day and a week. We've got a lot going on, a lot of good stuff. So I'm pretty pumped. It's been a... A long week for a Tuesday. It, it is. So were you able to uh were you able to pour yourself anything for this evening? You got anything fun you're drinking? I did. I don't know about fun. It's not my usual go-to, but I did uh pour a glass of wine and it's white wine. I don't know if you can read that. Oh. It says after patience. That's a smart <laughs> wine glass that was gifted to me. Um, and uh the reason I'm drinking white wine tonight is because I had an open bottle because I made some asambuco on Sunday and used the white wine for the sauce. Hence, had some extra white wine that has to be drunken. So I'm going to do that. So you, uh, you, you're drinking your cooking wine. Yes. Well, I mean, you got to use good or wine. Or you cooked your wine. Okay. I mean, it's not like a high end white by any means but you want something decent if you're going to make a sauce out of it yeah no i i don't i don't disagree with you uh i'm with you funny enough mine doesn't have anything fancy on it but i am also drinking a uh, white wine i'm actually so i'm gonna be honest i i started with some zinfandel out of the delta from california uh, I, I like zins it's my favorite reds i got a little bit extra kick to them but uh I didn't have a full bottle. I didn't even have half bottle, to be fair. I should probably put that out there. I had a glass and it was it was empty and that was earlier. So I thought I'd switch over to a little white Pinot Noir, which uh never had before, 13 degrees Celsius. I'm sure it's nothing fancy at all. Try try that. What kind of wine is it again? A Pinot Grigio. There you go. I swear it was just one glass. <laughs> I said Pinot Noir, didn't I? You did. Don't judge. Anyways, here's to you. Here's to all our listeners, viewers, and everybody out there, whether you're listening on the podcast afterwards or watching on YouTube or catching us live. This is to you. Cheers. Salud. <laughs> Machen's saying it right. Bottle of morphine with two straws. Would you just have surgery, man? 
<laughs> now that's a party. <laughs> oh, I man, mean, doc. it tastes similar to white wine. White wine's got that nice, like, puckery kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's good for hot weather, and we're getting that here in Florida at this point. I mean, it, it's hot. Oh, that's a small understatement. And the fun right. part is we're not even technically in June yet. And uh, Man. that means we're still on preheat. You're getting real technical there. It's like four hours away. So, <laughs> but, but you're right. It's 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 still early. Well, it's whatever we're feeling now is just going to be a, a cool spring breeze by the time we get into the heat of August. Uh, on the good side of things though we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up now that it's summertime yes tell us tell us all you want me to tell us all okay so if you're here local to southeast florida and even if you're not by the way you're always always welcome to visit us here in southeast florida but if you're local here we've got a pretty big event coming up sponsored by brightline and a little love from tito's and sam adams right correct so this is all part of our evolved networking and some of our impact workshops that we're really pretty stoked to have. And it's coming up when, Doc? Uh, it is coming up Thursday, June 23rd. That's right. Right around the corner, about three weeks away. And Chris, that is sometime after my kid comes. I hope, pray, it's sometime after my kid comes. Depending on when you're listening to this, my kid's already here. Uh, but... Yeah, we're we're any day now, and so I will that be working. Popping out soon. I will be working from home, and you you can see the chair in the background. It's ready for the kiddo, or for me if I get too tired or have too many of these. Either way, you know the chair is ready. It's the most ready out of all of us, I swear. Well, I'm, I'm betting your wife is more than ready at this point. Oh my God, is she ever? She is an angel. I don't know how she does it. Uh, I mean, I know how she's doing the pregnancy. She's doing just fine. I don't know how she puts up with me, but yeah, she's, she's, she's ready. We're all ready. I mean, Nine months is a long time. I can relate there. Not necessarily the pregnancy part, but the putting up with you part. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dig myself any further into that one. I'm, I'm, I'm smart. At that. <laughs> but I, I am, I am pumped for the 23rd. I'm really looking forward to that. We should have a great crowd. If you've never been to, been to the Brightline station here in Fort Lauderdale, we're actually doing it in the VIP premiere section. So it's a great way to check it out. We'll have some drink tickets for everybody. Uh, we're expecting a really pretty large crowd of great people. So if you're looking forward to some structured networking, that's really going to power up who you meet and the connections you make. This is a must attend event. You'll be able to find it on Eventbrite and we'll be posting and really promoting this all over social media. And you know, it's us. So, you know, it's going to be innovative. We're going to keep you on your toes in a fun way. That's right. No dance moves, right? Well, or are you breaking out the dance moves? I mean, Tito's and Sam Adams, there's a good chance there might be a dance move or two. I, I mean, you can make it happen. You got you got the build of a ballerina. Just as graceful. I said that with a straight face. <laughs> so, so we Doc, expect everyone in the comment section to make sure they're joining us. Yeah, Mansion, all the way from the West Coast, man. And that, I mean, I don't really want to hear that as an excuse either, right? Because plane, they, you know, assuming it doesn't get canceled, flights coming in, you hop on like a little Southwest or something. 
You can get in pretty good. They're running like $59 fares right now. Just saying. And yes, they can sponsor us also. But do it. <laughs> hey, we'll take all the sponsorships. I'm pretty proud of getting some sponsorships for this one. And I think we owe that to you. So kudos to you, Doc. Nice job. They, they love us. And how can they not? That is the power of a strong connection and impact networking right there. So pretty pumped. So man, let's, uh, let's, let's chat a little bit, but let's, uh, let's break this down. Any, any challenges you've been hearing about from people, anything that you've been kind of working on with, with the people you're chatting with, fill me in. Besides the incredible heat that we've already covered, because <laughs> that has been prime topic. Uh, What's interesting is I think you people... dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so some of the conversation that's come out, it's been interesting. And I know uh, we'll probably be talking about this a little bit more as the month goes on, but we are headed towards Q3. And that caught a lot of people by surprise. Like when we were talking about June, people were doing the calculation and they're like, how are we halfway, almost halfway through the year? And that was really just... It created some some energy that it's June, but it also created a little bit of that worry and excitement or anxiety, depending on how you want to view it, on um, hitting those numbers that they had set for themselves and, and catching up on some of the things they fell behind on because, you know, these months are flying by. So it's just interesting to kind of see how that, you know, I checked in with a lot of people over the last week or so on that idea with June approaching and, a lot of them were really shocked, which is funny how the calendar works. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we're we're looking at we're almost exactly at the halfway mark. And, you know, you figure for a lot of people, there's only, you know, 20 to 22 business days a month. So you project that out. You say you've got you've got six full months left at 20 to 22 days. And that's not a lot of time. And you tend to be heavily loaded on the holidays for the second half of the year. You get Thanksgiving and on can be, for some people, a great time of year. But for others, I mean, business shuts down. It just depends on the type of business you're in. So you look at that and you say, well, we, we're halfway through the year, but we're probably even further than halfway through the year at this point, uh, just because of how many holidays are, are left and kind of the way most business cycles tend to kick out. Uh, that can be intimidating for a lot of people especially when it gets kind of smacks them in the face and they realize it out of the blue. Yeah. And in some of the, you know, conversations I have around with some other therapists and stuff that I, that I work with, I think their shock was summer months are slow is generally what we find in our field. Like, because most people are going away on vacations or the kids are coming home. So their, their time or their, you know, income changes a little bit for the summer. So we noticed that uh, usually like a slowdown around, especially June. Um, and when they're thinking about going into that slowdown and not putting those things that they'd hoped to have in place when June is coming, like, you know, a little bit of kick up in May so that they can cruise through June and realizing that May just ended, that was a, <laughs> it was a big shocker. So depending on what kind of field you're in, it makes a little difference too. Like where the holidays might, you know, throw off some people at the end of the year, Summertime could also have a big effect on a lot of other fields um, in a way that's different. Do you have any advice for anybody out there that's got a slowdown kicking into the summer? This it goes back to a lot of the same advice as that preparation, right? Like if you expect it to come 
and you can prepare for it, then it's not a shock and, and you're ready. Right? And then if you stay busy or if you pick up at all, like that's a bonus. You know, it's like if you walked into Starbucks to pay for coffee, you're expecting coffee to be at Starbucks, right? So you have that expectation. But if they handed you a free donut, you're not expecting that, but you're going to love it. So I kind of have people with that kind of mindset of set your expectation for what you you're hoping for or what you're thinking is going to happen. What's what's the data show? What's that reality? And if your data shows, it's usually a trend down plan for that. But then when you pop in and something happens different, then that's a bonus. But don't plan for that bonus. Plan for that expectation. So it's just kind of setting expectations to flow and doing that prep work. Those are my two big things I've been kind of. Because right now we're, we're at that point where we're a little bit past the, the preparations and how I'm really just helping set expectations. I don't know that I've ever set expectations for a donut from Starbucks. There's a lot of things I expect from Starbucks, but you, you, normally I'm not getting donuts there. That's the whole point. You don't expect a donut from them, but if they handed you one, you would be happy. Or a snow cone. Oh, my kid would certainly be happy. He'd, he'd be in heaven. Uh so, so you know, I got a, I got another recommendation because you know, we saw this a lot in the financial service industry. Summers do slow down when people go on vacation. It's harder to get business done. Period. Uh, you might be in the real estate field; it might be the exact opposite. It's summertime. This is when people want to move. But you know, when things slow down, it's an awesome opportunity for review because chances are there's some projects, there's some goals, there's some things you wanted to get done that you know you you didn't accomplish. I mean, I, that's just the reality when when you're setting high high goals. There's a, there's a reasonable chance you're not going to achieve all of them. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it's a great opportunity to review what did work, what didn't work, and what you still have to get done. And to maybe put some more time and attention into some of that that you didn't have a chance to put into when things were really humming. Uh, it's also a good opportunity to double down on all the opportunities out there that you couldn't follow up with as much when you were really busy. Now is the time to really kind of start tickling back on those on those targets, those clients, those prospects more than you did in the past because you've got the freed up time. So it's just a shift of, of your focus, but it's good to look back instead of getting caught looking too much forward sometimes when you're in this environment and things have slowed down. The other thing that I'd like to say is, you know, this could also be some very good self-care time. If you plan appropriately, like, you know that. So it's very interesting is if you go over to like Europe, uh, and you're happy to say be in the therapist world, a lot of them just take the whole month of August off. So trying to find a therapist in, in Europe in August is sometimes a challenge, which I, I find wonderful in the sense that they are taking that much time for self-care and they, they're smart and they plan knowing that that is a lean month in general. So instead of fretting and worrying about what they're going to do in August, they just say, hey, we're going to plan the 11 months strong. And then when come August, we're going to take some time for ourselves to recharge so that we can go into those winter months strong. And I think that's also a great idea too. use some of that time to recharge, set up and and then come back and kill it strong. Summer vacation, anybody? A whole month. I couldn't I could month. never take I could not do it. I could not I could not mentally handle a month away. I'd go crazy. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I'm not the only one, right? I, there, there are people listening right now or, or watching this and, or they're going to catch down the road and they're, they're going to be like, I'm with JB on this. There's no way. Oh, I can do it. <laughs> I'm ready right now. Let's go. 
But all of a, all of a sudden, I, I'm getting a Slack message. Hey, I'm taking off all of August. Didn't you know? <laughs> moving to Europe. <laughs> At least for August. Uh, that does sound wonderful. I mean, I can fill the time. Yeah. I, I have faith in myself. Let us know what you think. Would you like a whole month off? Would you be able to fill that time? Would you be like me and figure out plenty of beaches to go to? And or activities to fill yourself with? Or would you be like JB where you were like, eh, I can't do it. We'd love to hear. Put it into the comments below. Or if you're watching on YouTube, that's another place you can put it. See, Machen's with me. He's saying it takes him an entire month just to unwind. That sounds about right. Like I, it would. I'd probably have to have a little bit of a nervous breakdown about three weeks, <laughs> then I can relax. You're just making my point, though. If it takes you that long to unwind, that means you need that time. Maybe. It's not going to happen, though. There's, there's, there's <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, uh, which is very interesting, because now I'm thinking a whole new networking opportunity for myself, marketing-wise, that you guys don't know how to relax. This is a yeah. skill that I'm seeing a few people in, in the comments that are struggling with that. And I'm going to reach out to each one of you and I'm going to offer my services to teach how to relax. That is something that that's like one of those things, you know, when you hear from somebody and it's like, um, hey, that's something that sounds great, but I would like never pay to do it. Right. Like, I agree. I could totally use how to relax. Uh but like, I would never pay to do that. Like, I'd be like, nah, I'd rather just be neurotic and type A. Like, I, I, like I just own it. You have trouble putting yourself first. I get it. I understand. You know what? It's, uh, it's probably true, too. Let's stop. <laughs> I, I'm a little concerned about all this focus on <laughs> You know, you give me enough therapy offline. <laughs> you don't need to be doing it online. Hey, having a baby. I'm trying to get you ready. There is nothing that's going to get me ready for having a baby. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so how about yourself? What have you heard? Um, you know, I know you've been doing a lot of outreach and, and speaking to a lot of people and making some awesome new connections. How, what have you seen out there? What's the, on the pulse of the community right now? Well, you know, I, I think you're, you're right. I think one of the challenges I've, I've been hearing from people, uh, and, and I said, you're right, because I mean, you know, kind of the focus getting into the end of Q2 and into Q3. Or just that I'm right. That's just always the obvious answer. Okay. Yeah. Here's to you being right. Enjoy your drink of wine. <laughs> what I've been hearing a lot about is just um, distractions, which we've talked about before, right? But just a, a lot coming at people uh, where their ability to kind of uh, stay focused is getting impacted. And here's the ironic thing, probably stepping back will help a lot with that for most of these people. Uh, I know that tends to help me, like when I start getting too much coming at me and it's, I'm struggling to focus, it's like a step back goes a long way to just kind of reset what, what I need to focus on. Uh, but, you know, I think it comes back to the conversation we had with Dan Nunez from our, from our podcast, Doc, where it's like there's, there's a lot that you can pursue. So how do you kind of take advantage of opportunities or identify when they're opportunities? And how do you, how do you figure out what's not a real opportunity, especially now where people kind of couch it and they hide it, right? What, what, what are they? Like, I had a phone call earlier today where somebody's like, 
oh, so-and-so wants to chat with you. They want to invest in you. And I'm like, what are you talking about exactly? And they're like, well, they don't invest with everybody, but they, they want to invest with you. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. And, and I'm like, in what aspect? And it turned out like it was like somebody who was trying to recruit me for a job. And it's like, you know, you ain't recruited me for a job at this stage. Like, I'm sitting here drinking wine on LinkedIn and Facebook. You're not recruiting me for a job, I promise you. I'm good. Machin, good seeing you, buddy, by the way. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's hard to focus. It's hard to identify what's a good opportunity. So that's that's what people have been, I've been hearing from people a little bit. Well, that makes sense. And, I mean, it's that idea of wanting, you know, a lot of those ideas probably sound great. And, you know, how do I capitalize on all of them? And people get caught up in that a lot of like just trying to chase that idea because they all do sound great. And you're like, how do you make them all work? Because they all sound great. And I want to want to hit them all at the park. And you generally want to hit one out of the park, right? Like that's the goal. But if you think about it, like as a, a baseball game or if anyone's played tennis, especially when you're practicing, someone throws one ball at you, you can concentrate on that ball and try to hit it. Now, if it's baseball, I'll probably still swing and miss. Um, tennis, I might have a better shot. Um, but if they throw a bunch of balls at you at once, you think the odds would be better of hitting one because there's so many of them. But the chances are you actually miss more of them because your brain can't focus on one to even hit it. It just sees a bunch of stuff coming at you, and then it kind of just gets in defense mode and throws a racket up, and you, you usually get hit and fall down. Um, but there is that, that idea. It sounds better. But in reality is you want to be able to just to concentrate and focus on one. Um, so, you know, that takes some effort to kind of tease through them and see which one feels best for you. And it might not always be the thing that seems like it would be the best idea, but it might be the thing that just feels best for you. And, you know, pulling that out and teasing those ideas out, that's that's challenging. As well, well said, Doc. I. Uh... I got to say, when it comes to fielding opportunities, when it comes to a lot of things coming at you, to me, it's all, it's all about managing the calendar and triaging the calendar, just kind of identifying, you know, is this, is this where my focus and attention should be on in this part of my day? Like on this day of the week at this part of my day, should I really be focused on this? And is it okay for me kind of giving yourself permission to say, you know, this is not the time I've set aside for this, but I should have time set aside for this. So if I want to vet out a new relationship, a new opportunity, if I've got some stuff coming at me that I'm not expecting, we should have time carved out on our calendars for that, you know, at least once a week for that sort of thing. And we shouldn't be afraid to, to kind of volley it back and say, Hey, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take a look or I'll, I'll dig into this. But you know what? That's a Thursday afternoon activity for for me. So let's let's carve out 15 minutes then, and kind of respect your time, respect your your schedule, and keep it in its place. And that'll that'll help a lot. You know, I, I find the more structure we have on our calendars, and it's not about being rigid, but the more structure we have, the more flexibility we actually have. I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah. Might, been not, you, but. might not be the first time I've said it, but you know, That's we say thing. this in sales all the time, five to seven, five to seven times is what it takes before somebody actually hears what you're saying. So that was number really two or three. Part of it. Yeah. That's just hearing part of it. 
the other thing that's interesting is with these ideas and, and, you know, finding the time for them is finding that balance with it. Generally what I find is when someone gets a new idea, they get really excited about that and they want to put a lot of energy and effort into it, which is great, but then they start to neglect the things that are actually in place already. Um, and sometimes it might be, you know, the job you're working at now or the company or whatever it may be. And then you, you shift that energy towards the new thing because the excitement and you might let some other things go past. So you really want to make sure that as you are splitting that time, as you are scheduling it, you're not neglecting the things that are already in place uh, for the new idea. Let that new idea vet out a little bit. Let it earn its space. Uh, once it's earned some space, then you keep giving it more. But until it's earned it, make sure that you keep that balance in place. Can we can we double down on that for a second? I actually I, I like love what you just said right there. Let it earn its its space, right? <laughs> don't just don't just put something on a on a pedestal and don't just don't just give it the distinguishment of of you know a a, a lot of time and energy. It's, let it earn it. Let it grow into it a little bit. And I'm not saying ignore something, but I really I really like what you said with that doc. Let it earn its space. Yeah, your calendar is value, valuable. You want to, everything that's on that calendar should have earned a spot there. Um, and if it hasn't, then you know, take a look. And that's where we go back to what we were just saying earlier about using that time, right? Like if you have a little extra time, go through that calendar to make sure that the things that you have on there um, have earned its space on there so you can use it properly. And if it hasn't, then that might be some freeing up some time for some of those other things. Uh, we don't go back and check that often enough. So I know I said I didn't want you to analyze me anymore, but now I'm kind of like scratching my head and I'm going, well, geez, you know, I'm not taking time out for myself, you know, like, like an extended period of time. Have I, do I do I feel like I haven't earned my space in my calendar? So I, I, I almost don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> don't, don't that, was, that was rhetorical. I'm not going to use you as a perfect example for All this. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But if it feels familiar, then just go with it. Uh, I think a lot of times that whole idea, too, of I don't want to give myself that that time, it's it's not as important, is that sometimes a little bravado, sometimes a little ego, but also sometimes it's that the idea that we've built up for ourselves that, oh, I can't waste time doing those things. But if we actually look at it, uh, you put some time on your schedule for yourself if it is important. And you know, I can use you as a little example here as you do. Like you have your morning routine, that's your time for yourself that you've carved out that's because it's important to you, you do it every day. So are you adding some of these other things in? Maybe not. Should you be? Maybe. We don't know. I mean, you'd have to take a look at that yourself. But I don't want to lose the idea that a lot of the times you are doing that when it might not just get the same kind of attention or highlight because it's become so habitual. Like your brain doesn't see it that way anymore. It just sees it as what I'm doing. Well, and, and to your point, I'll, I'll add to it because it's true. I mean, I joke around sometimes. I don't give myself time, but that, that, that's, that's a real load of BS because uh, I do get up early in the morning. I do carve out time pretty much every day to exercise, to meditate, to be alone, just to have a cup of coffee for a few minutes by myself. I might not take extended periods of time all at once, but I'm really good about building time in every day. I just front load it more often than not. And backload it because you know what I tend to kind of keep my uh, I, I say I like to ritualize my mornings and my evenings and I and I protect them. You know this is a this is a once a month event that we have that's pretty late in the evening. But aside from that, you know I mean I have a pretty hard shut off early compared to most people. And I'm very proud of that. Uh, 
I won't answer my phone. I won't do things after a certain period of time in the evening because I respect that part of my time and it has earned its space. Until that baby comes and changes it all. Changes all <laughs> of it, dude. Oh my gosh, everything. Thanks but, for the reminder. <laughs> so, so to add to that a little bit too, I think what's you that's where we're all different, right? We're unique people and one size doesn't fit all. And there's going to be some, and this is why we like to use different examples because you can, different people are going to relate to different things. So some, just like we were kind of joking earlier about the, the month off, tongue in cheek joking, but some of it's true. Um, some people are really going to not, I can't do that month off. I would be bored. Some people are going to be like, I love it. Give it to me now. Uh, same thing is going to be on your daily stuff, right? Some people are going to front load in the morning and have their routine, like JB's talking about every day, routine, 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 where some are going to be like, you know what? I'd rather save up some of that and then take a whole weekend off or take a whole week off and use that time. So I'll, I'll sacrifice a little bit on the day knowing that I'm going to get it back uh, at the end, you know, and some people do this monthly. So people do this differently depending on how they best feel it fits for them. And here's the beauty of this. Try different things. You don't know which one you're going to like yet until you try different ones. So give it a shot. Try the morning one. Try an evening one. Try once a week one. Try to find out what works best for you and keep keep playing with it until you really find what you like. Yeah. I'd argue even once you find what you like, sometimes it's good to switch it up, kind of like stress test a little bit on your life, step outside of the comfort zone a little bit, probably healthier overall to every now and then kind of push yourself outside of the the daily. Uh, it's, it's not a bad thing, right? Because life does get in the way. You, know, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Life really doesn't allow you to, even if you try. Well, and sometimes we have to disrupt that because, you know, we, we like to disrupt things when we're trying to change a behavior. But sometimes we have to disrupt those things that we have as good behaviors so that we can realize how much value that they're bringing us. So just to keep into, If we get into that system where it becomes a habit, sometimes we also think of it as a rut. And our brain doesn't, again, know the difference. It doesn't recognize something it's doing on autopilot is valuable sometimes and you have to disrupt that so that it can re-recognize it as it's valuable all right so i just feel like you're dropping bombs tonight like i i i don't think i'd normally call you out for having some, <laughs> some spectacular wisdom every night when we're when we're having a drink but i'm i'm really pretty happy with what you just said right there because we talk about disruptors on changing bad behaviors we don't talk about disruptors to reinforce good behaviors all that often uh, but it's true because it's very easy for a behavior to become habitual, to become ritualized for us to start putting the focus on it. And it kind of moves into autopilot, but that means it's also very easy for us to lose perspective on it and to maybe not uh, give it this credit that it deserves to your point. Right. You know, and so that disruptor allows us to kind of recall and get reminded to it calls us back to, Hey, why was I doing this? What's the benefit of it? Oh, there's a lot of benefit to it. And now I realize it's not there right now. Like I lost it for a minute or two or a day or two. So our, brain, our brain's interesting in the sense of it likes to automate things, um, but it doesn't really know what's good or bad. Like it has no concept of good or bad, but it has a concept of is whatever we reinforce. So if we do something consistently and then reinforce it with some sort of feeling, and it doesn't always have to be a good feeling. It just has to be a feeling. So your brain knows that there's an emotion attached to it then it starts to put that on, on repeat. So the same system is going to work, whether you're changing a behavior 
or actually just trying to reinforce it in a positive way, you want to throw some of those disruptors in. And then you want to go back to those three R's, which you've heard me talk about before, which is review it, repeat it, and reinforce it. And if you do those things to change them and to make sure that they stick, it doesn't matter because your brain doesn't know good for bad. You have to tell it eventually which one you want it to do. And it's always a great time to review, but especially if things are slowing down and you're about halfway through the year and you got some goals to hit, it might just be a good time to review right now. We're halfway through a BBB event, which we just got to. I mean, we, we are. We don't have to go a full hour. How much how much wine do you have left in that glass? <laughs> that was a challenge. Most of it went into the sauce. Yeah, yeah. So Can I tell uh, you how good the Asambuco was, though? I mean, if you haven't made any lately, highly recommend. Delish. No. I haven't made any lately. I haven't made anything lately. Kind of make me hungry, though. So I'll give a quick aside because we like to have some fun a little bit too. Uh, we do. My awesome Buko story feels a little bit better right now that I had it. So what had happened was I went on vacation to Vegas for a few days, had a great time, came back in my freezer uh, that had a lot of good meat in it that I had put, you know, specifically saved for when I was getting back so I wouldn't have to go shopping and spend any money. Somehow got unplugged while I was gone, and uh, everything inside was bad. So that I came home to this like devastating defeat of throwing away all my delicious meat. And one of the things in there was some asabuco that I had bought on sale that I was really excited to have. Um, so I convinced myself to replace it, and then finally got to enjoy it. So I turned that story around a little bit, but it was so devastating. Huh? still cry a little tears about it you know you like opened up the door for me to say this is why i don't go on vacation i would never let anything in my freezer go bad i wouldn't be away from home just pointing that out yeah i thought it was still a, a fair trade i still got the awesome buco yeah all right you still you still you got both you, you winner winner chicken dinner over here <laughs> you gotta, have you, gotta you gotta reframe it for yourself turn it around and still have the awesome buco and you know it, it's funny, Dre. You, you talk about how you know stepping away from consistency can can remind you of why something's good. But we talked about even potentially canceling tonight's BBB because we didn't know if my kid was coming. And it's like, hey, you know what? Let's let let's keep it because we want we want to keep the consistency. You know, we want we want to have this out there for for those of you watching, listening, the podcast, so on. We want you to know it's here. Last Tuesday of every month without fail, uh, because I attach an emotion to this. I don't know about everybody else. This is very emotional for me. It's got some meaning. I mean, you guys would miss us, right? I would miss us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have came here and talked to myself for a good hour. That would have been entertaining. It's for somebody. I don't know. There, there's been there's been a couple of these where I thought for a minute or two it might just be. <laughs> That's right fair. Tuesday is a is a busy office day for me, and I'm usually working right up to the time that we go live. So it's uh, sometimes it's an adventure. Tonight my seven o'clock canceled, um, so I had a little leeway. How, late, a lot did they, leeway, a how late did they cancel on you? Because I bet that this is something everybody we, we work with deals with, 
right? Cancellations. It happens. It has. It's actually happened quite a bit in the last few weeks, more than usual. Um, a lot of valid reasons. A lot of valid reasons. This one wasn't, I don't know about a valid reason. Uh, this one was late, late, but it was someone new. Uh, so there's no really relationship built up yet. So I had no expectation. And that's what we talked about earlier, setting those expectations, right? I don't set expectations until they deserve to be set. And this one wasn't set yet. So it wasn't All a right. disappointment for me. That's really interesting. We might have a, we might have a, big difference of opinion on this one. What do you mean you don't set expectations until they deserve to, or they earn like the expectations? So you're telling me you, you have a new relationship. There's, there's, I'm Not sure there's a relationship yet. Okay. So there's no, so new client, no relationship yet. Um, you're not setting expectations up front on, on like policy and, and your time and, and how this is going to look going forward. I'm sure you are. Well, I set standards, but I don't have any expectations of them yet. So I, I for yourself, I put some, I put the right expectations to the situation. This is like the same thing going into Starbucks. I'm not expecting that donut. I'm just expecting coffee. So I expect that they'll follow those rules, but I don't have the expectation that they're going to live to it. They've not given me any evidence to have any expectation around them. Right. So, so you're not, you're not setting your expectations for them to, to necessarily follow the standard, but you are setting standards. Sure. So there's a difference there's here between standard play. and expectation. Right. Okay. But I don't have the expectation that they're going to live up to them yet. Cause I've never, I have no evidence that they will. I have, I have nothing to put towards that. that and that saves me from you know, a lot of headache a lot of times. And I like to set expectations accordingly to the situation. You know, it doesn't mean you don't hope for more. It doesn't mean that you're not, ex you could, you know, wish for more or, even if someone expects some more, but the expectation of that meeting that is the, and it sounds like kind of use the same word, but it, if you think about that difference, it, it is there, right? Um, no, I think there's a huge difference between standards and expectations. So setting a standard is setting a, an understanding of these are the, these are the ground rules, right? This is the sandbox we're playing in. This is the sandbox. This is, these are the rules of the sandbox. Uh, but what you're saying is, you're not you're not setting yourself up to have an emotional response one way or the other to somebody following those rules or not until you start to get a feel for whether you should whether they they are going to or not so you're not you're not setting yourself up for emotional failure is what i'm hearing from you and i think some things we take into things to consideration of you know i'm talking about a therapy practice in this sense too so it usually takes a lot for someone to call a therapist, psychologist to set up an appointment to begin with. And depending on what they're dealing with, there might be some underlying expect underlying reasons why they don't live up to those expectations. So I don't even know it's their fault. Like it just could be something that it is. So I set that accordingly also, right? Like this is part of, this is part of the business. This could happen. I don't expect anything more. If they show up, then it's great. Like then I, then I feel like it's that bonus. It's that free donut. And then, you know, the next time we meet, I can build up some new expectations for them because now I have some sort of relationship around it. Now I have some evidence. And, you know, if there's someone that comes consistently all the time, then I have a different expectation that I would expect to see them there. And if they don't, then I know it's something, uh, there's a very valid reason. Yeah. You would think if anything, if we're setting expectations for what we, for, for behavior, you know, especially unknown behavior, we kind of got to follow the, the law of large numbers here, which is, you know, what percentage of people are going to, you know, follow the standard and meet the standard. And there's going to be a percentage that don't, and that that's okay. You know, instead of 
you know, setting ourselves up for emotional reactions to that. It's kind of recognizing, Hey, my expectation is, you know, 25% or whatever that number is could be 15%. That could be 50% depending on your business, but they're not going to, to meet those standards that I set in place. And, you know, maybe that's just a good indicator of they're not a good fit for you or your business. They're not a good client or you're not a good solution for what their problem really is. But large, you know, law, large numbers, it's just a statistical probability. You're going to have some that are going to no show cancel or not meet that standard. Absolutely. I mean, we're all unique individuals, right? One size doesn't fit all. And that is even for, that's for the good and the bad. Um, and a lot of the times, and we're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs here that, you know, have set higher standards for themselves because they know it's needed to survive in their business, in their world, right? Like we have to hold up some standards. Not everyone out there holding the same standards. Not everyone is in that same mindset. They might not think twice about missing or having to cancel or calling to let you know ahead of time. Like that might not even be on their radar. And for us to believe that about them without having any of that evidence, that's on us. Like that's an assumption that they had those same standards. We don't know that until we get some evidence around that. So that's also why you, you kind of level your own expectations of what to expect. Level your own expectations on what to expect. I, I like this conversation, man. I, I, I really do. I, I don't know that I've heard many conversations that really dig into expectations versus standards. And I think when most people hear expectations, they're probably thinking, you know, and maybe this is just me, maybe it's not most people, but I, I hear expectations and I think, okay, setting expectations for my client, but that's really setting standards. And it's, it's, it's more about setting a standard. And then, you know, my expectation is if I'm working with an ideal client or prospect, they will meet that standard. But I should also expect that not everybody I talk to is going to fit that ideal profile. They're not going to be my ideal avatar. Absolutely. And I think another way that this can be very valuable, and this has actually kind of come up quite a bit this week uh, in a lot of people I've been dealing, working with and hearing their stories. And this is where I think expectation a little bit different. This might also give some clarity. Say maybe you have a partner, family member, a friend, whatever it may be, and they constantly argue about the same thing, right? Like if you come in and you do something that you've set a boundary on, they constantly cross that boundary. And it's kind of a bad example because if they're crossing boundaries, you should set that straight. But let's just use this as I'm going with because I've already started. So they cross that boundary every time. Now, if you go in thinking that they're not going to cross that boundary, that's on you because the yeah. expectation should be that this person's evidence is every time that I do this, they cross that boundary. So if you go with that expectation that they're not going to cross, you're not going to be disappointed, right? Because you're expecting them to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that you accept it. It doesn't mean that you should go with it. It just means that you level your expectation to what evidence they presented you. Then you can make changes from there. But you don't keep getting mad at them for doing the same thing you expect them to do, right? Like that's just wasting your own energy because now you're you're putting your own emotion to something that they've given you the evidence that they're going to keep doing. So that's where I say setting that expectation. I set that expectation that they're going to overstep that boundary. That's kind of what I expect from them. And if they don't, great bonus. 
But if they do, then I'm not going to get mad because that's what I expected from them. Then I re respond in a way that changes that behavior. And that might be changing the relationship, whatever it may be. We're not going to go into that deep part. But that's where I also talk about setting expectations. You know, you shouldn't get angry at those things that people are giving the evidence for. I feel, I feel like this is just a great lesson in how to manage your emotions uh, and limit your reactions. And, and most good professionals are always looking for that next great technique they can use to better respond when the, when they're faced with adversity or a challenge and what better way to, and, and I'm using respond intentionally here, what, what better way than to implement something like this, which is going to help you avoid reaction because reaction is never what we want to have. It's always, we, we want a response without a reaction. You know, reaction is typically a, uh, thoughtless <laughs> it's emotional reaction it, is basically off it's a response off of emotion so it's not it's not thought out it's not generally even what you want it's just a very emotional reaction well that that's it it's it, yeah. it's usually i mean for most of us when we when we say we react to something it's like oh gosh looking back hindsight 2020 i wish i i had paused i had thought for a second i had taken a breath i had stepped away i didn't send that email i didn't type that whatever that text message didn't go out that was a reaction yeah, much better to be able to respond. But what what better way to make sure you're more likely to respond than to react than to put yourself in a position where you're not going to react in the first place because your expectations for the situation are set correctly. I, I just I just think that this is a this is like a masterclass in how to minimize reactions to something. And it's a lot of what I've been talking about today, so it's top of mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, but I, it is it's one of the the founding. It's really the building blocks is on better communication, uh, better self-care, right? If you're not letting your emotions, emotions are great. Let's get that straight. Like emotions are good. You should be angry. Sometimes you should be frustrated. You should be sad. You should be happy. A range of emotions is one of the healthiest things that you can give yourself. You just want to be able to control those emotions and not let them control you or not. And especially you don't want other people to control them for you. Now you could, get an emotion because of something that's happened, which is again, quite fine. And you want to feel it and you want to take that in and you want to let that emotion have its moment. You don't want to obsess over it. Uh, but once you learn to control your emotions and get, and it's a lot easier to control your emotions. If you give them space to allow them to feel, then you start to get control over them. Then you don't have to feel the need to react. You won't have to because your, your brain also knows that it, it's allowed to have emotion. So it'll allow you time to process to be able to actually be able to respond. And I'm, I'm just going to drop what I think is the single most effective point most people should remember when when they're approaching a situation that they're reacting in or going to react in. This, if you can remember this, this will bring you such a long way. There are very, 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 very few situations that we need to immediately respond where we can't just take a moment, take a breath or even take a minute or an hour or potentially a day. I, I, I mean, we, we are in this world where we, we have this pressure and we set expectations for ourselves, right. On needing to respond immediately or, you know, or reply immediately to something. And if we can just remember, Hey, I don't need to immediately address this or reply to this. 
then we can really help limit how our emotions are kind of coming into play. We can experience our emotions without making a situation worse, you know, without allowing our emotions to take over for, for us. So two quick tips that can really help in that situation. If it's something that's especially like an email or a text message, something that's not direct contact in front of the person, um, what JB just said exactly is you don't have a time limit on when you need to respond. Uh, but what the first thing you probably want to do is write out whatever response you think you want to do and then delete it and then go back and do it again. Because a lot of times you just kind of need, as you're learning these skills, you just kind of need to get it out. And then once it comes out, you'll realize that's not really what you wanted to say. But a lot of times we get that, we type it and then hit send really quick before we even think about it. Do the first draft, delete it, and then go back and start over. And you'll find that you'll be much more calm and be able to, to think a little clearer around it. So that's one tip. Now, if you are in front of the person and you have to actually respond and you, you don't have the ability of waiting before you send that message, uh, just take a deep breath. That gives you enough time to reset your brain. You know, one one good deep breath will help reset. And it only takes three seconds, five maybe, which is really no time in the world, which you should really be taking three to five seconds before you respond to anything anyways, because you want to give yourself your brain a chance to catch up to your mouth. Um, so just take a deep breath, and that actually will help reset your brain. So two quick tips. Love them. Pause. We can uh, we can never take back what we say. Sometimes better to think for a moment before we speak. Sound like from a married man. One mouth. From a salesman too. We, <laughs> we have two of these. We should be listening twice as much as we speak. Yeah, we could do a whole other. Oh, I'm sure we have. We have. And there is actually a good podcast out there right now about active listening. There is, isn't there? Who did that? I can't remember. Some some handsome gentleman. Some two amazing coaches did something like that. <laughs> you know what? That, I don't, I don't, I'm like super content with our conversation tonight. I don't I don't feel the need to push this another time. I'm, I'm like very happy with what we covered here tonight. Well, it's not all about you, although I agree with you. I think it's been very good. Uh, but we will say there is an audience and if anybody has a quick question they want to ask us. <laughs> Oh, man. I'll repeat that for those that didn't hear. If we do have an audience. If anyone does have a quick question they want to ask us, feel free to shoot it real quickly into the into the box. Otherwise, we will start wrapping up. But we want to give that opportunity for those that maybe have been waiting patiently and didn't want to interrupt us. So we want to give that opportunity. Or they might just be sitting there so wowed. I'm, I'm or drunk. I'm, I'm actually really, really, really <laughs> impressed with uh, some of what you covered here. And I, I, I thought you were, I, I feel like you just, you didn't cancel your seven o'clock. You just rescheduled it for eight o'clock and you, you gave us all that energy and attention. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I also happen to appreciate our, our viewers and our commenters and a little love out there. So thank you all for, for giving us a shout out, saying what's up, Anita, Mage, Chris. I uh, appreciate all of you. Thank you, guys. Yes, we love the interaction. It makes life keep going. It makes us feel happy. It does. 
That we also love a glass of wine. Doesn't hurt. True. This is the real reason he wants to wrap up. He wants to refill. Um, <laughs> we also things that we do love are when you share our content and you share our podcast and these events with with your friends and enemies. Um, we don't discriminate. Uh, share with both. Um, also give those likes and stars and notification bells and all those things. If there's a button, click it. As long as it's not the thumb down one. Everything yeah. else, just click it. So if you're catching this on our podcast, unfortunately, you don't get to see our our, our faces, but you can certainly see the uh, the review button and give us a nice five-star review if you think we earned it. I think we did. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, certainly down the road, then yes, give us a like, a subscribe, a follow, a share us. Put us in front of the people that you love. Some of what we said is going to help somebody you know. I can pretty much guarantee that confidently. And that's not just the Bino speaking. It was a good conversation tonight. It's facts. We have the evidence. There's it a good is. expectation for that. And 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 even if I'm wrong, well, I got a kid coming. I'm not going to be around. <laughs> You're not going to find me. I'm just going to be dealing with an infant. And even if you found me, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll catch you in a few months. <laughs> You keep the baby, you leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know, he's going to be back to work the next day because he, as we just said, can't take a day off. <laughs> I like to think that I can do more than one thing in a given day. And both things can be true at once. Somebody, exactly. somebody wise I know has said that before. I can't imagine who that would be. I've trained my my people to say that for me now. I don't even have to say it. Oh, now you need to give me a compliment. If you're training me, you need to like you need to give me some positive reinforcement. Remember, where's my wine? So I'm doing. I'm getting you seen. Go get it. <laughs> All right, folks. On that note, yep. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. JB and the Doc, BBB, Better Business Brewing. Catch us the last Tuesday of every single month without fail. Coming at you live, Facebook, private community, and on LinkedIn. And once again, yes, June 23rd, Bright Line Station, Fort Lauderdale, Evolve Networking. Come join us. 5.30 p.m. You will not regret it. We promise you. We'll see you all there. If you guys have any questions or want to comment, remember, you can always find us at jbandthedoctor.com or on all social media at jbandthedoctor on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know it. We're there. See everybody. We'll see y'all later. Night, everybody. Peace out, yo.